I'm Intruder Green. You might know me from things like Left Fuck Off, La Sante, and Marvel Contest of Champions. All right. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. It is uh, the 16th of February. I just missed Valentine's Day, and I'm sorry about that. Seems like uh, we could have done something real cool for Valentine's Day, but we just didn't. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope you guys had a good one, though, and uh, maybe made out with somebody real good, or uh, maybe you were just like, man, I'm fucking single, and that sucks. But uh, also, you know, with pandemic times, it's probably going to be extra tough because, like, people can't even just, like, find a date or something. Um, or at least it's harder to do that, I guess. I don't know. It's about the same for me. So, uh, what the fuck do I care? Anyway, I hope you had a lot of those candy hots because those are delicious. And, uh, I don't know, maybe eat a cake or something. What do, you, what do you do on Valentine's Day? You eat chocolates. That's what you eat. Uh, delicious chocolate. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Um, I want to give a shout out to the uh, producers of the podcast. We got Luke Ellis, Ren Sons, Heather Royston, Gem City Sabrina, Vaughn Cotton, Sarah Koenig, Audacity Crash Clothing, Chelsea McNally, Cardboard Box Colony, and Carlos Hernandez. Thanks, everybody, for uh, sticking in there uh, during this break that I took. <laughs> Seems like every uh, January I end up taking a break, and I don't know why. It's just like, you know, people want to party during the holidays, and then you you hung over for like a month or something, and you don't do shit. It's a good idea, I think. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's a better idea to keep doing stuff. Uh, so anyway, I'm getting back into it, guys. Uh, thanks for hanging in there, though. And uh, I got, you know, more lined up. And I'm going to try to start cranking these out uh, on a regular basis again. Um, you know, uh, like everything, uh, you know, life happens and stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you guys hanging in there. Again, I got to say that. Hanging in there again. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll start putting these out more. And, uh, yeah, make it worth your while. Because, uh, you know. Uh, people paying real money for this, and I gotta, I gotta make something for it. Um, anyway, if you want to become a producer of the podcast, you can hit me up at Patreon.com/slash/IntruderGreen, and uh, you know, like some people are on there for a buck, some people are on there for like twenty bucks, some people are on there for like hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. Nobody's paying a hundred bucks, but if you did, that would be amazing. All right. Um. So anyway, yeah, we got the. Uh, Patrick LaBay on this uh, episode of the podcast. He is a guy from uh, Quebec City, I believe. And uh, he does this uh, really cool festival. I don't know if it's normally... Yeah, it's in Quebec City. Um, and uh, basically, uh, it's a real cool festival. I won't get too much into it because we talk all about it in the podcast. But, uh, you know, uh, it's not happening for real this time, uh, this year. So uh, it's all online. And it's actually happening right now um, until the 20th, uh, if you're hearing this on the release date. So uh, you can just Google La Fuck, uh, La Fuck Off. It's, oh God, it's uh, L-E-P-H-O-Q-U-E Off. Yeah, you know, it's French. Um, so anyway, it's a lot of French bands, like French Canadians and stuff. And uh, it sounds pretty cool. They're not just doing like a regular uh, a band plays in front of a camera kind of thing. Like it sounds like they're really trying to be like innovative and stuff about it. So that's real cool. And uh, yeah, you know, get on there. You can buy a ticket. I'm not sure how expensive they are. Probably not too expensive. 
But, uh, you know, it's for a good cause. And we talk about that in the podcast, too, you know, like helping out the the real scene and not just uh, dealing with uh, whatever like Live Nation wants to put out there and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope you guys will take a listen and uh, gain some knowledge about a fucking cool scene that's happening and some cool people doing cool things to support that scene. And uh, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from... Intruder Green. An inmate at the Neural Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. Uh, no problem. Um, as you might notice, I got kind of a weird situation here with the uh, camera and the microphone set up. So if I'm like not looking at you, it's 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 like it's like it's almost like not worth having video for me. But, you know, I don't know. It's nice to be able to see people kind of. <laughs> so anyway, I got to like look. It's like I can look at you right now and speaking into the in microphone, but if I actually want to look at the screen and see you, I gotta go like that. Uh, that that's honestly kind of weird. weird. Yeah, I'm weird. working on the situation. I don't have a uh, studio exactly right now, so I'm like set up in the kitchen, as you can see, and uh, you know it's making me real hungry and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should we should print screen that actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I should probably start doing a visual thing. It's oh, I, I think I could like make a, a extra special uh, background for this too. They like let you do that. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we could be. We could uh, have an evening drinking scotch and uh, getting wasted with weird backgrounds. That's true. We could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking <laughs> of which, yeah, you're in. Uh, you're so you're in uh, Quebec City, is it? Yeah. Uh, I'm in Quebec City, uh, a little north from Montreal. Okay, yeah. I think we played Quebec uh, City one time. One time. Uh, normally, we play Montreal and skip over Quebec City, but like we got to do it one time. I remember it was really, really cold. Yeah, well, uh, when when you're in winter here, uh, it can like, sometimes it's kind of 5 or 10 Celsius de- de- degrees, you know? Yeah. So, uh, her night, I don't know what it is, maybe 25 de- degrees difference. Shit. It's not it's not that far, but you know, we, we're just uh near we're near we're near the river and um all the, the cold stream comes down to the city like it's man. Sometimes in the winter it's just crazy cold. I don't know what happened this year. The 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 weather is quite good, actually. Well go figure the year that everybody's gotta be like in lockdown and not go outside and stuff, you know. The powers that be, like God or whatever, like, ha jokes <laughs> on you, buds. It's real nice outside. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Everything is great outside and just, just you just can't go, man. Just That's watch right. it from inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, the, yeah. So, you're, you're in uh, Quebec City and, uh, you know, like I said, we played there before. 
I don't remember the club that we played at, but uh, when, when was it? Was do, do you remember? Oh God, it was at least a couple of years ago. Um, Maybe uh, Atlantic. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, Imperial Theater. Ooh, that sounds right. That could be it. Imperial Theater on the Saint Joseph Street. So it's in the the the, the lower part of the city, the, the main center part of the city. Yeah, that's very possible. But honestly, yeah. I have no idea. I just remember like pulling up and like the whole street. Like I, I don't know if we were behind the club or if we were like in front of the club, but the whole street was like ice <laughs> and it was yeah. like, yeah, it was, it was weird, weird times, but, uh, we got through it and I think it was a good show. Yeah. Normally from, from, uh, December 1st, uh, around December 1st to uh, maybe late April, it's, it's all ice, three, three meters of snow everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But I believe it. Sometimes be you're just stuck in the snow. You just can't move your car at all. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's not good. If you're trying to like pull a job and you got to get away. Might, might be better off doing that on foot then. Um, yeah, but like, like, like yourself, I've been in a band for many, many years. And I'm telling you something, when you tour with that kind of weather, that's fucking a pain in the ass, man. It's... Ugh. Yeah, you know... I, imagine, like, imagine with your, your Ampeg 8x10 cap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in, we got in, one of those, in, I think. Yeah, in, th in a three-meter... Uh, It's like a refrigerator. Yeah, but it, you're trying to push it in a street with three meters of snow. Like, how how the hell will you be able? To yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it's rough, and that's the them's the breaks, you know. That's what <laughs> uh, that's what you do for a good time sometimes, and uh, yeah. you just gotta get through it, I guess. You must love punk rock, man. That's, <laughs> that's right. It. You gotta love it. That's what they say, though, right? Like, you better fucking love doing this. Uh, because there's going to be some times when uh, you're going to fucking hate it, even if you do love it, and uh, yeah. your love for it will get you through. Yeah, I believe you, it. You, you got you to gotta love the road. That's all. You got to love being like living the, the, the path and not just having the special moment on the stage because uh, it's not long in a day <laughs> when <right>. you're on. <laughs> People think it's all glory and like uh, partying and stuff, and it is. But it's also a lot of fucking hard work. You got to fucking carry that, carry that big ass bass cab, drums, and nobody wants to do nothing. And then if you're in one of those bands where you got like a guy who just sings, a singer, uh, and they, they're like, oh, I, I'm a singer. All I have to carry is my microphone and I'm not going to help with the drums and all that stuff. And I, you're like, well, you asshole, you're in a band. You help with the whole band. Yeah. That's a yeah, well, we, we trained our, our singer uh, back in the oh, day, good. like 20 years ago, to, to actually pull the drums and, and the bass cabs with us because it was a, like, we, once uh, after a show early on, we just told him, like, man, if you want to still be part of the band, you got to learn working with the band. <laughs> yeah, I believe that to be true. By the way, I'm changing up the, mic the uh, camera situation because uh, I feel like this looks more natural when I'm looking at you. When I'm talking, maybe I'm not looking at you, but now I'm like doing a thing. <laughs> All right. So uh, you're doing this. Uh, well, like, tell me about your bands. Like, tell me about 
Where you you from Quebec City originally, or did you move there because of the cool ass punk scene and because you love the weather, or what? Well, uh, I was born in the in a suburb here, five minutes apart. And um, like uh, like all kids, I I was jamming in in the base, my parents' house. And um, early on, like I was maybe 14, 15 years old, uh, we just jammed. We were jamming punk rock and grunge and metal, and suddenly. Uh, when we like maybe 20 years ago i'm almost 40 now but uh, early in my 20s uh the band started to to get uh the more serious say and we started touring uh, a lot with uh with local bands uh, there was a band called jfk GFK. oh yeah so it's an hardcore punk band they were signed uh, with uh, the propaganda label um, I think it was uh, G7 Will Coming Coming back in the days, and um, I we we had great friends here in Quebec City uh, in the punk scene. Actually, the the we 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 were more of a metal and hardcore band, and uh, all the scene here was uh, was punk. Like if you see uh, behind me the the skateboard there, it's, it's, it's the skateboard for uh, from Mute. Yeah. you guys played together uh, in Europe back. Oh yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, it's uh. Like from Quebec City in the late '90s and early 2000s, uh, the the punk scene was very big here. So uh, basically, we since everybody was playing punk rock, even though we were playing hardcore and metal band, hardcore and metal, and metal music, we we kind of were hanging out with the with these bands. Ended up playing Van's Warp Tour and all these kinds of oh yeah more punk uh, rock uh, festivals or venues. And then we we. S- Started touring in Europe uh, in the 2010, around that, uh, and made a bunch of tours there in France, uh, Sweden. Yeah, basically that's it. We we played a bunch of great festivals here too. But uh, you know, after it, we, we played together 18 years. So um, everything I'm doing is basically uh, started from my experience as a DIY guy, uh, punk, oh, yeah. rock, metal drummer, and <laughs> all we do is. Like the festival that we started out was was part of an answer of was an answer to what we were seeing in the scene. Simple, like we we felt that the music industry here wasn't listening at all to what was happening really, uh, like in the street. Like the, the the industry wasn't looking at us at all. But all our bands and our friends were touring everywhere in the world. But like nobody cared about us here. Okay, so yeah, you so you saying like some of the bands uh from around your area were like doing real well outside of your area, but nobody gave nobody knew about them like enough there. Oh, I'm I'm not sure exactly what you mean. Yeah, well, like like we had a small we had small uh public and fans here, but uh like the yeah. The mainstream media's and the 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 main music industries, because in in Canada and Quebec, it's not the same as it is uh, in the states. Uh, it, like music, the music business is uh, is uh, very government. Um, how, how would you say that? Like regulated. Our grants, you know, there are a lot oh, of grants. Yeah. Well, see, the thing about that is. Yeah, we don't get none of that in the state. I, I know that's like, well, go on. I don't want to uh, like not let you finish your thought before I chime in. But I got an idea. Well, basically, like like I said, we were in the in the scene that the same that that the same one that you know, you know, uh, like yeah. the the scene that if if you if you work hard and you're good, you're gonna have success. But you have to build your success. You just can't be 
you, you can't have a steroid band just pro like a, a band that, that's fueled with government money, you know? Uh, yeah. and, and that's what we were striving for. And, that, and we were seeing all these other bands that were and all these other, this industry, that fake industry to our eyes that was living there. We were like, man, what's happening? We, we, must, we must do something to create a voice or we, we've got to work together as, a, as DIYs bands. And we wanted to make the, the scene more, um, like more together, actually, to, to have a, a unique voice and really, really stay strong in front of that fake industry to our eyes, you know? So how does that fake industry work exactly? I know you said you get like government grants and that's very different from in the States, like you, like you also said, oh, uh, well, like <laughs> that shit just don't exist in the, in the state. You don't get government money for, uh, you know, being in a band in the United States. You don't, in fact, you don't get shit <laughs> for being in a band in the <laughs> States. You like, you get some, like maybe some drink tickets in a fucking, you know, hopefully you don't, owe, hopefully you don't owe the bar more money than you made that night when you, after playing there. Um, so yeah, uh, like how does that happen with you guys? Well, it's the same for us, you know, uh, like, like I said, there are, they are, they, there were actually, there were two different paths. There, there was the path of what has been done prior to what we were doing. That yeah. was very, 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 uh, financed by the government. Right. So that doesn't give play a lot of place to diverse other new ideas and new genres and new. Is, is that because they like is there some kind of like government committee or something who gets to choose like what bands they approve or whatnot or like what? well no but well basically last way i was i'm talking about industry is that like the the grants were only going to the big producers okay so basically the big producers produce what works for them so they normally don't take risks you know? oh yeah that's i mean that's classic that's like oh you know that's the classic uh in music or any kind of entertainment move you know it's like movies too you know like anything any kind of big time entertainment they don't want to take no risk they no, no, want to keep all. cranking out the same thing over and over again because they know it sells and that that's that's why i think the, the, the problem wasn't the grants at all like the i the whole idea like you guys in the states are so are so much more uh influent than we are in the, in canada since since your uh, entertainment business uh, gets in Canada, like very, very, uh, I understand. And it's kind of like, it's necessary for Canada to actually invest in the culture. Cause if we, if they don't like, yeah, there, there, there will not be any culture here. You know, it's will, it will only be yours in our oh, country. Yeah. So it's kind of like a competition thing. No, it's not a competition there. It's, it's, it's just that they want to give a chance to compete with, uh, <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like it's a competition with, uh, with the U S band. Like you're just saying, like, you don't want, you want space for the, uh, for the Canadian band to exist on the same level. Right. Yeah. Cause here, like, for example, when, when you, I was born here in Quebec, I grew up listening only to American bands yeah. and, all my culture is from from the United States. Yeah, I, I I'm living in another world with, and, and I'm noticing another culture that's mine. That's Canadian or French Canadian, but like I feel like an American, you know. All I what well, all I loved and all I watched in my life and all I read in my life and all I listened to 
was from the United States. So that's basically why they, they're investing money. So they so people can see that there is great stuff in the US, but also great stuff here. Yeah, sure. That's all, you know, that the, the their point is okay, but the, the way it was done, giving mm. giving money to big producers that doesn't have a vision of what's cool and what's coming and what's in the street as a as music genres and art and like what people are actually doing in the street. Yeah. Like they were disconnected. So like for us as artists, it was very frustrating because you know, you know, you you'll never have any, any help from anybody, you know, yet you need to go DIY straight up and you need to try to enter that Anglo-Saxon network, you know, that, that English United States for English Canada part of the, the the network and as french canadian it's kind of really hard because like there always been that kind of little war between french and english people here oh like, yeah we experienced a little bit of that ourselves <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. In, in, our tour? in a tour oh yeah i think we were in uh what was it called chikutami is that a place mm -hmm. yeah yeah we were playing there with uh, <laughs> We were playing there with uh, me first and the Gimme Gimme. Yeah. Uh, and it was cool because it was the first time we like really got to hang out with those guys. But we went out to some bar after the show and it was a great show. Like the crowd was great and everything. Um, but I don't know. I guess that place is kind of like a maybe like a smaller town or it's it's not Quebec City or Montreal. I think Quebec City, Montreal, both those places, you kind of get a good like, I don't know. When when Americans are there, they're just kind of happy to like, you know, have people play music and like, you know, like hang out and stuff. Yeah. To me, it was a little different, you know, like people there were kind of like uh, trying to pick fights with us for not speaking French. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like like oh, at man. the bar and stuff. And we're kind of like, hey, you know, we're just here for one night. You know, like, I'm sorry, I don't speak French, but, uh, you know, like uh, we were just in Europe. You know, we were in five different countries where they speak different languages. We're not going to learn them all, bud, you know? No, it's impossible. When you tour, you're just like, yeah, like you said, you're, sometimes you're not even 24 hours in the same city. Yeah. Impossible. But yeah, well, that's, uh, that's sad, actually. <laughs> your, your story is really sad to me. Well, it's, it, uh, it, I'm not, like I'm I said, it's, with... <laughs> well, I'm sorry to, 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 to bring it down, but it's, it's like I said, like, we never experienced that in like Montreal or uh, uh, yeah, Montreal, uh, Quebec City. Like, I don't know. I think this was just more like of a kind of like a I don't know if uh, Takutami is like a smaller town, but it seemed kind of like that. Like they had the pe at least the people that were like giving us a problem kind of had that small town mentality, which like you get that anywhere. Like you get that in the States where people are like, hey, you ain't from around here. Are you? And then like. They're like, oh, you're different. You, let's fight about it or something. And it's like, come on, dude. Like, be cool. Like, and I don't, I don't even know if these people were like, they probably weren't even at the show. They were just like local yokels who were fucking uh, hanging out and, uh, you know, probably didn't have a whole lot going on. So it's like, hey, those guys are different. Let's pick a fight with them. You know? Yeah, that's so dumb. Basically, like, and UTV actually is one of the cities that. I think it's one of the greatest places to play punk rock. They love punk rock there. Well, like I said, the show was great. Yeah. Do you, do you remember where you played? Was it a festival called the Deluge Fest? Or no, 
It was uh, it was at since we were on tour with uh, the Gimme Gimmies. Actually, we weren't even on tour. It was right around. Uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly. It might have been like right around the time of uh, Who's a uh, Fest? Yeah. But this was like obviously an off thing from that. And uh, we did the, it was just one show with the Me First and Gimme Gimme's. Oh, it was Pooza Fest because, uh, yeah, we played, they played Pooza Fest and we did too. So then we just did this other show. And uh, yeah, um, it was at like a hotel or something in like a big, like, you know, sometimes in like a big ballroom. I don't know what it was, just some, some uh, hotel yeah. with a big, big space for shows. Yeah. Okay. I, I see where it could be. Anyways, that's cool. But yeah, people people in Shikutimi, uh, they don't speak English very much. There. Yeah, we noticed that too. And, um, Which is fine, you know, like yeah. we're, we're, we're the foreigners. We're like, we're, we're there to like do our best to like, uh, you know, present ourselves and like be cool with the people. And like I said, again, I just want to reiterate that Like at the show, people were rad. People were cool. People were rowdy as hell too. Like they were partying, and like we were hanging out by the merch after the show, and people were just like we couldn't tell what they were saying because it was all French, but they were just getting rowdy as hell. Like at the merch booth, fucking like oh the show didn't stop. We're still partying here. It was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, well they 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 are well known to be uh, great party guys there. <laughs> Like all the time that we've played there, we ended up shit faced. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds up. so. Uh, I guess uh, tell me a little more about this festival that you covered, kind of like how you came up. It's basically kind of like it's kind of like a counterculture, right? Like you, you're yeah. trying to do a DIY and like really do that hard. Yeah, exactly. We actually, what like as an artist, I've been discovering how to manage management produce shows and everything and and i've crafted my work and I, i've been knowing a lot of people like you and everybody in the in the industry like touring for 20 years you, you get to know so many people in so many different festivals and you know you know what, what it means but uh when i when i came back i there was a a conference here for the for live arts actually um that's called rido And uh, Rideau means curtain, so the curtain of a stage. Oh. Uh, and like I said, this was re representing what's supposedly up and coming. So all the, the venues from Quebec were going there and they were looking to the next, like the showcase of bands and circus shows and theater shows that were coming in the next year. So they were kind of buying, programming their, their, their offer for the next years at that conference. So it was a total, uh, total industry thing, you know, it, and it, what it felt as musician, because all of my generation of musicians, we all ended up being like booking agent, record labels, or like we had a well, two, three, great. four, 400 jobs, you know? Yeah. And uh, we were there at the, at the conference and we were like, man, that's so boring. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like everything's come, everything that is, that spread, that is presented there was was so boring and wasn't sometimes we didn't even heard about it ever because it doesn't exist you know it's it, it wasn't existing on the street it wasn't there like people don't even want that 
Yeah, People right. Don't do that. It is, is, is like that's a producer that created that and just trying to feed you. Yeah, you know, that. it's like you can, uh, you know, poop something out and just be like, oh, here's a turd. And everybody knows it's a turd. But it's like they could just like pump enough money into it that people will be like, all right, I'll eat. The I'll hear the third. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, well, like, yeah, we were like, I've been there for three years, three, four years as a, as a, a professional there as a, the, the, a conference participant. Like, I don't, and I was there <laughs> and, and uh, I, I was talking to all my friends that had the same kind of profile in me. And we were like, man, that's, we got to do something. We just, we just can't let that happen anymore. We got to present artists that really are striving and really are presenting great art and great ideas mm. and great songs. You, no matter what it is, if it's metalcore, okay. If it's like folk music, I don't give a damn as long as it's good and that's real. Like we wanted real stuff to come out. Yeah, absolutely. And um, then we started out like in 2015, we, 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 we put on one show. Uh, so is that when it started was 2015? Yeah, exactly. We put on one show and um, what we did, um, like the place was called Le Pantum Le Foc. So it's sealed. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and we were an off event of the conference. So we called it Le Fuck Off. Nice. That's perfect. <laughs> that's, that's like poetic. It's beautiful. Yeah. And that's the name of the festival. Yeah. And the festival is all about liberty, like diversity and great values and great. Well, it's a total DIY and punk thinking. Yeah. But, but we give chance to everybody. It's not only punk rock. It's all the genres, all kind of people, like native people. Uh, You know, we, we just want to be humans and great for art music. That's all. And um, so basically, yeah, we recreated that one show that was called Le Fuck Off and, uh, in 2015. And we had three bands. Uh, and there was a band, my, the, per, the first band I signed as a label and book and manager was, uh, is called Sandvice. We still work with them now. But at the time, I signed them like six months earlier. And I was like, man, how the hell will... Will I be able to promote an English singing, non-granted artist in Quebec City that yeah. plays stoner rock music? You know, <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was so that like that was a, a like that, that that was a sport, you know, and yeah, a challenge, I, a great challenge. And I I started that festival thinking, well, maybe if I if I invite all the festival programmers that I know, all the greatest festivals here. From Rockfest, Festival d'été, or Heavy Montreal, or uh, oh yeah, name it. Like all, we even invited all the, the the people that we knew that were influent in the music business, and we just told them, hey, we're gonna put on a show, an off show from the other conference. Please come to Quebec City. What? And that show became one of the greatest showcases of all time. Like, oh. the, like in like the three bands that we played there, instantly blown up you know and like sand vice we 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 we've opened for iron on fire and megadeth like three months later and um they played every montreal they played all the greatest festivals here oh yeah and and then that that 
that that was um, that created a spark. Like all the other agents, all the other labels were like, "Man, do that again next year." So the year after, instead of doing one show, we did three, and the year after, we did seven, and then the year after, we did twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, and wow. Then, and now, like last year, we had one hundred twenty-five bands. Wow. In three days, you know. So what what kind of like festival is it normally? Like, is it kind of like a Pusa Fest or a fest where you do like multiple clubs all over the city? Yeah, or exactly. Like, yeah, everything actually where you played in Quebec City, uh, the Imperial Theater, probably uh, that that street has like six venues. All right, there, and there's a lot of venues in the the streets near that. In the in maybe 500 meters, we have 12 venues, and we all occupy them. And when you come to the the festival, all the shows be begins very 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 late, like at 10 p.m. Okay. All, normally from 10 to 2 like that. And uh, it's that's funny because we're one of the the only festivals that begins on a Sunday night and ends up on the Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> so like. Well, then they got the weekend to sleep off the hangover, right? Exactly. So, like, that's cool because you know it's it's the it's the beginning of the week. It's fucking cold outside, like it's minus twenty five degrees Celsius, <laughs> and we start at ten p.m. in the night. So basically, oh, <laughs> you you will die after that festival. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, hope, I mean, honestly, that could happen. So I hope that doesn't. But you know, like whatever. <laughs> Well, and um, well, uh, yeah, that, that's cool because like it's a conference and showcase and shows festival. So we have parts of like we we could, for example, have you guys playing a, a Friday night prior to our conference timetable. Yeah. We invite bands that are going to play the festival and the real shows, but As soon as we start the conference part of the festival, it's only 20 minutes sets, and there's like 20 shows at the same time. You you yeah. can just jump from one show to another. Sure. Yeah, like you like a band at 10 p.m. You see 20 minutes, you go right off the next street, and you see that other band for 20 minutes and jump off, and you can see. 15 bands in your evening those are my favorite Th that's you know that's pretty much kind of like like uh well i guess puzo is kind of like that and uh fest in gainesville is kind of like that and uh that's my favorite thing you know like just to like be able to get get in just and just like i don't know my my whole thing is i always make a list of all the bands i want to see. i end up seeing like maybe like two percent of them But I end up seeing a shit ton of other new bands that I fucking like yeah. end up falling in love with and stuff. So uh, and also just hanging out with friends. That's also sort of exactly. Thing. And that that that's what's cool about that kind of fest. I was I don't remember I was talk who I was talking. But uh, we had uh, we compared that that kind of festival as being maybe the new kind of MTV. You know, it's huh. like yeah. it, back in the days you were discovering bands on MTV. Oh yeah, okay, I see what you mean. And now. Now it doesn't exist anymore, but you, you get to party with friends and festivals that, that presents you a lot of bands that you don't even know about and that you're probably, like you say, fall in love with them and start having a conversation with them over the years and like they're going to be part of your life for a long time.
Thanks for listening to the Intruder Green Podcast. By now, you probably heard about our sponsor, Stupid Rad Merch Company. And if you haven't, then listen up, because I got to tell you, Stupid Rad Merch Company is a great web store with a bunch of your favorite bands at stupidradmerch.com. And if you're in a band and need some work done, they can get you totally covered for a modest price and super quick turnaround time. But don't just take it from me. Here's what the ladies from Bad Cop, Bad Cop had to say about it. Yeah, it comes you know. up with great ideas. It's always pushing, always moving. Simeon is delightful to work with. He's yeah. very responsive and professional. and It's the quality of the shirts. I like them. Yeah, high quality. High very, quality. Very well done. Very well done on the ink. It, it really feels is. like a family again. Yeah. It feels like it's it's a place where you can you can trust what's happening. And don't forget to use the code PRISON at checkout and get a 15% discount on all stupid red branded apparel that's p-r-i-s-o-n i think i don't really know how to spell but those are the letters they told me to say stupidradmerch.com guitar players i bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar amp you know you go on some auction site or something and it's all crap <laughs> yeah well that's because you know, you gotta look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in like Switzerland or something? Yeah man, they are. Burn Switzerland to be exact. But you know, you can uh, get on the internet and you can go check out their website, yeahmansguitars.com and uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there. And there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people will call it magic. Some people will call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, yeahmansguitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. Well, that's actually, you know, that's amazing that you brought that up because, uh, you know, another way to find out about new bands uh, back in the day was like uh, compilation CDs and stuff like that. But like nobody's buying CDs no more. You got to everybody's streaming stuff. And it's like you can listen to exactly what you want to listen to. So there's no point in like, you know, there's no compilations around it. So no. like, yeah. It, it totally makes sense. Like, if you want to find out about new music, um, yeah, you could like listen to this fucking, I don't know, one of those streaming sites. They always do like the radio thing, but that shit is pretty fucking lame as far as I could tell. Like, yeah. the, the stuff they bring up is just all, it's all mainstream. And it's like, I'll be yeah. listening to some fucking, like, I don't know, some, some whatever, some cool shit. And then it, the, the stuff right. it suggests is like totally off. And I'm like, that's not what I want to hear. You stupid uh, computer! <laughs> and then yeah, uh, well, it's yeah. a robot like telling you what to say, what to listen to, and it's yeah, exactly like music. It's 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 a human thing, you know. You gotta yeah. feel things. You gotta feel things, and you gotta you have you gotta have tastes, and and you gotta. That's why 
that's why to me when i was a young kid mtv and in quebec music plus and uh, much music here in canada like these these uh tv stations were were like were a religion to me you know oh yeah. they 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 had music influencers there they they are music curators and that's that's what the festivals and specifically our kind of festival like the Puzza Fest and our and ours we we are becoming these kind of music curators and like the people at the program uh, the uh, like the music direction of the festival I myself and Yannick with me like we we really want to make feel things to people present them best thing that we've found over the over the years or over the year actually and that reminds me a lot of what I was doing when I was uh, working in a record store back in the days like people were coming to me and asking me what shall I listen to this week and I was oh, like yeah. man listen to that band listen to that new artist that's incredible incredible you're gonna love that I know you love that kind of vibe so listen to this it will It will take you from there to there, and then we're gonna be able to build you up on on another path, you know. And uh, I I see our job uh, in the festival the same way. That's I really great. do. I think that's an, a great mentality to have uh, for doing what you're doing. Uh, I appreciate that, uh, and I think that yeah, yeah, that there's uh, sort of like been a gap uh, because obviously, you know, there's there's still. Uh, Uh, record stores around, um, but probably not nearly as much, you know, as how long ago were you doing that? Working at a record store? Uh, well, I was working in a in HMV back in the uh, early 2000s. So I was there oh, from yeah. 2000 to so, 2006 or something like that. Yeah. So that was like, you know, that was a good time to be working at a record store probably. But that, you know, I feel like it, they're all struggling these days because like nobody's buying that stuff no more. Um, no, but that's exactly. but that is part of the, that that that's always been that and like yeah I think uh, music festivals and record stores like that's part of the heart and soul of like music like you said that's awesome people come in and like ask you what to to listen to and stuff um, that's way cooler than just like oh what's on the radio oh okay I guess I like this now you know like no get in <laughs> get into like ask ask a fucking pro. You know, your, your pro is going to be the guy who fucking, uh, you know, schlepping records every day, you know, like the, the yeah. guy li works and lives in a record store. You know, that's that's great. Um, so <laughs> I think your your heart is like right where it needs to be for this kind of uh, business. But uh, I did want to ask uh, when I was looking up, I was trying to like get get research on the festival and it was hard to do because uh, everything I found was in French. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's the first year that we're really uh, like exploring the festival and working on our network outside of Quebec. So yeah, oh really? We we never um, we never did the translation before, and we're working right on this right now. So next year is should be French okay. and English. So well, that's pretty cool then, because it's like doing this citywide festival, but it's basically like it's for it's it's really for french canadians yeah well more i think it's worse or like maybe until this year yeah well well we 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 worked with a lot of bands from elsewhere like for example two or three years ago we had brazilian band but uh it was always um a way of uh, like the, the way we work it 
is that we take bands from Quebec City and the, the province of Quebec and Canada and make them come here in Quebec City, play, and try to join them. Like we want to, for example, if your band was starting right now and we fell in love with your band and we were like, man, that band must must be like pushed and be yeah. like we we are gonna try to create this the, the right fit and push you with another great artist that are gonna is gonna like attract people like influencers and music curators that are gonna see that band and and then your band's gonna be watched by those guys too and you're gonna get the chance that you never basically yeah, that so um so yeah we we always try to sneak artists from here or like from the mission that we gave ourselves we try to put these bands with other great bands that are gonna give them a chance but since our public is more built of music professional in the industry well like If you have a great show, you might have a great success in the next year. Yeah, yeah. everybody's going to see you. That's great. Um, I uh, think that is an awesome thing. And the fact that you're you're just starting to like kind of, uh, I guess, broaden it. Are you trying to kind of go go more outside of, uh, uh, you know, Quebec City, obviously, because you're on the Internet this year because of... Uh, yeah everything that's going on um is that a goal though like to kind of broaden things more in the future yeah, or? absolutely actually it's always been our vision you know uh it's the same vision that i got that i had with my band you know oh, yeah like, like i said where you when you're a french canadian stuck in quebec city trying to enter the international english speaking circle like the network for from the music business is kind of It's almost impossible. Like nobody's here. Nobody, nobody's here. And you, all, like it's it's about who you know most of the time. You know, you gotta have access to people and the invite. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always like that. Yeah, it's it's always yeah. about who you know. And that's that's what we started to create in Quebec City back in 15 years ago. Like we've decided to stay in Quebec City and create a scene here and try to invite people in the music business and try to like to, to make create bridges actually for the bands here. Uh, and that's the old point of the festival. That's why we're brought in it uh, this year. So we, we really wanted to give these artists uh, a chance to get listened by to, to be listened by people elsewhere. And we also want people elsewhere to know that we exist so they come here and enter our market. So, so we, really, we really want bands to come and play in Quebec City because since we have the venues like the talent buyers that we have in our festival, like they don't know you. So come please and come and play here so that they know you and they will be programming you after that, you know. So that, that's what we're trying to create as a like a synergy or like we we really want to get the ball rolling. Yeah. Well, I appreciate uh your take on that too with uh basically just uh you know, hunkering down and uh trying to basically improve your own scene, you know? It's kind of like uh when people, you know, in any any kind of uh social situation they're like Yeah, we could go somewhere else and try to be famous or we could try to just like make this place cool and uh you know from from touring around the world and like meeting all sorts of places or going to all sorts of places meeting all sorts of people <laughs> uh 
you know, those are always the coolest places. Like uh, when people really have a dedicated like local scene and people who are dedicated to making that scene cool. And it sounds like you're doing a great job. And I think, uh, you know, this festival is probably a, like the perfect way to do that. Well, thank you, man. Because uh, like, like we do it from our the, the, the bottom of our art. Yeah. Yeah. We, we really believe that like artists here are great. And we feel that they need to be heard elsewhere. And we also feel that people here needs to listen to bands from elsewhere too. Because oh, yeah. like I said, we don't, I don't believe in that kind of, uh, like that separated culture. I don't believe in that. I, I believe in a, in a world that everything, everybody's open-minded and like don't, doesn't give a damn about if you're an American or an English Canadian or whatever, you know? Yeah. I think, I feel like, You know, the, it should be becoming easier, especially with the internet and people being able to, well, not this, normally people can move around. And I think that's like, that's just the way to go. Like, that's what you want. That's what everybody should want. And the only reason that you got like pushback from that, like people who, I don't know, have like something to lose from that and Those are not necessarily the best people in the world when they got something to lose from, you know, people, uh, you know, getting together and realizing that they're not so different. And uh, the differences that they have, although they might be special, but like, you know, it's like it. it's like, oh, let me uh, broaden up your life and put a sparkle in you on your day by being somebody weird that you just met. And uh Now we'll get along and go see a show and it's going to be great. Yeah. And like one of the statements I, that Mark, like that, that I remember the most was uh, back in the few years back, maybe six, seven, eight years back. I was in Austin by Southwest. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, I remember getting out of the plane and like the, 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 the city uh, phrase is keep Austin weird. Oh yeah, that's right. And I was like, man, I want my city to be saying that, like, <laughs> yeah. that, please be open-minded and be weird, please. And uh, I wanted to, to like, like it's our, one of our goals, actually. We want to, want to make sure people here get crazy and stay crazy. Oh yeah, that's good. Well, I think you're uh, you're on the right track with that, and um, I'm excited to to you know see where this festival goes. I'm glad uh, that Melanie K hooked us up because uh, otherwise I wouldn't have probably known about this festival. And you know, it's it's a cool thing to get into. Um, where can people find out more, and like where can they find out more about you personally if they want to? Like, are you on the socials or whatever? Me, my my person, or the festival. <laughs> Well, all of the above, you know, like uh, if you want to put yourself out there, feel free. I know we're mainly talking about the festival, but yeah. Well, uh, I'd say uh, well, I don't really give a damn about myself. <laughs> 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 so I'd say uh, you'd be better looking at uh, fuckoff.com, but not fuck uh, F-U-C-K, but fuck in French. So like it's seal. So if you Google <laughs> translate it, it's fuck P-H-E. 
OFF.com. And uh, I think if you uh, if you put the, the the Google Translator right on right on it, you're gonna have the. Oh yeah, there's but, there's uh, there's ways to do it with technology. And uh, if you want, like, what's cool about this year is that since it's since virtual, we we kind of we, we did less bands that that, that than the years before because oh yeah, awesome. we we all filmed everybody everything. And we created shows and specific lighting and visual projections for all the bands. So we we really put the the, the bar very very high. Oh, that and, sounds uh, great! And the, the the all the filming we we filmed the eighteen twenty bands in Quebec City did the same last week in Montreal. And like for example, we are we have a post hardcore band called Milan Coup that plays in a three sixty dome. You know, yeah. and everything yeah. is. Like it feels like they play in space, man. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's like, pretty much what I was picturing. Yeah, and then it's it's totally crazy. And uh that's what we did actually. We wanted to put on videos that people would be like, man, that's awesome quality. It's better than what you're gonna see, probably like we really, really worked a lot on that just because we wanted to to create something that people would love and connect with the artists. Because it's so hard to connect with the screen, you know. Oh yeah. And um, for only twelve dollars Canadian, so in I don't know in US probably it's uh, twenty cents. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, nah, we're not that. We're not doing that good. I don't well, know. Maybe five bucks. I don't it's, know. It's, but it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, maybe twenty <laughs> cents in in uh, uh, GME on the stock market. <laughs> But uh, yeah, 12, 12 bucks, 12 Canadian bucks must be at least at worst, maybe seven US bucks. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Something like that. And you're going to get all the shows from all the week. Oh, it's a it's a festival badge and you get to see all the bands all night. Yeah. Uh, all the, the week. And we have bands from Mexico this year. We have bands from Catalonia, from Barcelona, everybody, everywhere in Quebec, in Montreal, in Canada. So, uh, yeah, honestly, there are great insane artist and i wish people are gonna be um open-minded and just try to to see what it, what it, what you get actually it's it's cheaper probably than netflix and you're gonna have 10 days of music so well yeah and it's more worth it than netflix you know you, you pay so much for that stuff and it's like all right there's like five good movies that i actually want to see and a whole bunch of crap <laughs> But then, you know, like, yeah, you, you pay for something like this. You're supporting a, a scene. You're supporting, uh, you know, uh, fucking local DIY musicians. And, uh, yeah, it's good. Do it. And also, I want to say, like, there, there are two experience here, experiences this year in the festival. Yeah. That, like, the, the, the public experience is the one that you stream it. You can watch on your TV if you want. Uh, it, it's from uh, you can buy the tickets on our on our website, but also on the point of sale point, the point of sale dot com. And uh, you get each night you're gonna receive by email a, a link that sends you the the, the link for the stream. Okay. Uh, you can watch it on your on your uh, computer, and if you want, you can chat with people in the room while you, while you watch the show. Nice. But you can also just stream it on your TV if you want, and. Um, the the professional part the more the conference part uh and you're you're invited man if you want I, we like the conference part everybody that works within the music industry from from uh like right into it or far from it like for example 
someone that that uh, that draws um, album arts, for example, would yeah. be invited as a pro. Oh, nice. Okay. Like all all Just anybody who's yeah involved. anybody that that gives a damn about the music business yeah. and, that, and that's far like from from uh, closer to farther in the music business. So probably your your guitar tech or your sound man would be would be uh, more than welcome in our in our professional edition and for that since every, every, everything is about networking and like the, the connection uh, we, we've created a, a an online community it's a private community it reminds a little uh, it's like if uh, Facebook was private and we had our own Facebook you know oh yeah So you, you can chat, you can video chat, be part of rooms, like really participate to panels and conferences and everything uh, in, the, in the, the event. And you can watch the shows with other pros. And like, like, for example, if your record label, your DIY record label wants a stand to promote your band, you can also have a stand in our, oh, in yeah. our, in our community. And um, like, it's really built to create a scene and a way For people to discuss and create bridges like i was yeah and, uh, and we got uh we got we, we pushed that even farther this year uh each morning we're gonna like we have a huge uh, european and asian and african network so uh, each morning we're gonna have uh like early morning cocktails at 9 <laughs> yeah. a.m eastern time and we invite all the european people to go in our platform we've created worlds uh, in virtual reality so basically you you enter in worlds that like for example in a i don't know in a cloud world the like an invented like created cloud world and we like the the video that we have right now like the the the, the zoom video from your computer is applied on your avatar and you become an avatar and you can talk to people in the world that so you really network like you'd be in the in the real room the, the more the closer you're from somebody the more you're gonna hear it if it's on your if it's behind you from on your right you're gonna you're not gonna see it but you're gonna feel it's behind you on your right your yeah avatar. okay and feel and like we, <laughs> and we put on shows in these worlds all right, right? so you the 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 closer you're from the stage in the world, the, the more you hear the, the music and you can watch the shows with your friends in that world. You know, you can, we could go together, watch a show and chat while we, ch we listen to the show. Well, that sounds pretty amazing. I, yeah, I don't completely understand what you're saying, but it's definitely <laughs> like intriguing. And I, I think I need to check that shit out. Well, so, uh, just ask Tony uh, for a badge. Yeah. All you, you and all your friends, uh, just on the, the website, you can ask for a professional badge. You're going to get the, this experience. I would love to. I think I will have to do that, um, especially because it seems like, you know, with the, it, it sounds very, uh, what's that word, where you do stuff that's not been done before. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, Whatever that is. What's that? Uh, innovative. Innovative. Yeah, that's right. But it, see, you know, you, you, the French guy's giving me lessons in English, and that's probably <laughs> a good, good idea. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're going a little long here. We should probably wrap this up. Um, I got one more question for you, unless there was anything else you want to throw out there. I'm good. I'm good. 
All right. Well, because it's uh, the Intruder Green podcast, uh, the, the main theme is uh, crime story. And uh, so I got to ask, crime stories, do you got any? Hmm. In a personal level? Oh, yeah. You, it can be, you know, I like crime to leave stories. it broad. Crime story. You can make one up. You could tell one about yourself. You could tell one about a friend or, uh, you know, whatever you want. Wait a minute. Trying to remember. I even had somebody plead the fifth one time and not tell one. And I was like, well, you pled the fifth. So that's kind of like a crime story right there. But, you know, like, I don't want to let everybody get away with that. Uh, uh, wait a crime. <laughs> like, I remember I have a lot of weird tour like stories, but were they were they crime? Oh, we never got into prison, you know, we get Well, you know, if you get if you get away with it, I guess, you know, some people like to say, like, if it's not a crime, if you got away with it. But, you know, like, whatever, it, uh, that could still well, count when it comes to this. Crime. Um, <laughs> maybe, well, yeah, uh, that's a crime. Yeah. OK. We were in France. Oh, yeah. We were in France in the, 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 the south, southern southern eastern part of france yeah near uh marseille but uh, that's what i was thinking i was like oh did you go to chateau de if and go <laughs> with the like the guy with the iron mask well no it wasn't uh it was a little north uh from marseille i don't remember the city i'm sorry but anyways it's okay we were there and it's what it was right before christmas so uh maybe uh december 10th or 15th something like that yeah. and uh In France, they, they love to have their apéro, apéro, and they they, they oh, drink yeah. they, they drink there they 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 drink at six five four six p.m. and they have a, a few drinks prior to dinner at 9 p.m. something like that. So late in the afternoon, maybe it was four a four or five. We've decided to go to a uh, we 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 had a, an off day on tour. I think it was a Monday, something like that. And we went to a little bistro. And um, while we were walking to the bistro, the, we were kind of uh, feeling that something was gonna happen, you know? Okay. And uh, there was a lot of, like, we were between gangs. And gangs kind of really, like, the, the tension was up. But uh -oh. we didn't knew what, what was gonna happen. So that that was it and then we came to that bistro and in in the the, the christmas time you have they drink uh, hot wine with oh yeah with spices in they it. do that in germany too yeah the, yeah oh, so blue one. so they so they gave us that and we were like what the fuck is that it was, <laughs> like <laughs> it's delicious well it's good because it's alcohol but <laughs> <laughs> but it's not that fun to drink you know <laughs> it's like oh it just tastes terrible has it got booze in it yeah oh i guess i'll drink it uh but yeah we were uh we were there and we were drinking that and like it feels slow it's comfy you know it's it's yeah. it's uh it's warm wine and you're in the middle of france that's oh it's yeah almost christmas like the vibe was was cozy and suddenly man like everything blew up like the all the windows the the everything exploded and there was a bunch of people entering the 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 bistro whoa with with uh with gases and like the fight just began began like so fast so i wasn't the 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 crime one i wasn't doing any crime but we were kind of stuck in a in a gang fight I don't know. That sounds crazy. Yeah. And like, man, I, I 
that was fucking scary honestly like i remember i was i was sitting at my table and i was looking like one meter across like one meter from my foot yeah a dude was getting like was getting banged up like yeah. crazy like he was almost dead right and i was still Jesus. drinking my my warm wine like not seeing anything and it was but you were just kind of like oh wow this is an interesting show well but well we didn't know what to do right it was so so instant you know it's, it was it just happened it happened and we didn't know what to do with that at all and it maybe it, it took i don't know 45 seconds and then everything was done like we didn't we just couldn't do anything and wow. we just tried to help the guys after that yeah Like we didn't, we just couldn't tell what just happened. Right here. Yeah. Cause it's like, who it happened too fast, you know? Yeah, of course. And right. then uh, all the old story with the ambulance, that, that was uh, like, we had to tell, we tried to explain what happened, who might be the crime guys. Yeah. We didn't knew at all. You know, they were, they were masked. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the way yeah, to go. Way to go. It wasn't you though. No, no. I don't think well, so. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. We don't know. <laughs> That's gangs are too much like organized crime. We're very disorganized, allegedly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my crime uh, story. Well, I appreciate that one. That's a that's real interesting. That's kind of terrifying, but also like uh, you know, he's like one of those moments where you kind of like, holy shit, this is happening. Uh, okay, and then it's over, and then you're like. Well, that just happened. <laughs> What next? Um, well, anyway, Patrick, it's been a pleasure talking to you and getting to meet you. I appreciate what you're doing with this festival and everything. Um, uh, yeah. And uh, I will definitely tune in. Well, man, I uh, hope to see you in the, not in the pit, but in the virtual reality world. Yeah, maybe in the pit one of these days, you know, like a year <laughs> or two or something. Uh, yeah, man, in the pit in the two years. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to me, buddy. I'll All speak right. to you soon. All right. Thanks for your time, man. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. And that's it for the Intruder Green Podcast. You can hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Intruder Green. The Intruder Green call-in line is plus 1-608-535-9608. Patreon.com slash Intruder Green if you want to become a producer of the show. The Intruder Green Podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, hair and makeup by Genevieve Smith, set design by Dylan Rama, catering by Matthew Hendershot, lighting, sweet lights, Rahway, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particles by Tight Bros. Every day is the 14th.